Hi, everyone, and welcome to Fallout Off the Record. I wanted to let you know right up front off the bat, there's some audio technical difficulties for about the first minute and a half or so. Um, it doesn't really affect the podcast, but I wanted to let you guys know that just muscle through the beginning and it'll get on to the really good stuff. So without further ado, Fallout Off the Record, Episode 3. Welcome to Fallout Off the Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. And sponsored in part by Nuka Cola, the Wasteland's favorite soft drink. Have a nuke. And now, on to our show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Fallout Off the Record. I am your host, Rick McVick, and along with us tonight is Shaleen. I hope everyone's week is going well. I know ours is chalked full to the brim of fallout goodness. But before we get in, we have to uh, thank a few sponsors. One of them being Tweaked Audio Headphones. Uh, if you use our offer code, off the record, which is all one word, at checkout, when you order from tweakedaudio.com, you'll receive free shipping worldwide, 30% and 30% off uh, your purchases there. We are also sponsored by audible.com. So. When you use the link audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork, you will get a free audiobook when you sign up uh, using our link, which is audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork, twice because it's nice. Also, you can donate to us uh, by going to QGN, uh, well, questgamingnetwork.com, and using our PayPal link, which I think is in the left side of the screen there, and making a donation, which will get you a shout-out on the show. So, tonight's overview, there is a ton going on. We're going to do our gameplay first, which is different. We usually do that after the news. The reason is because we got a ton of news for you this week. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, after the gameplay, we're going to get right into the news and a special extended post-National Enquirer, which is all about QuakeCon and things to come, things that we believe that are things to come. Yes, I am excited. And then we'll get to some emails for the week. So... We are going to go ahead and get right into our gameplay of the week. So, Shaleen, take it away with what you... I think we left off with Brahmin tipping. Right. <laughs> I heard somewhere that you can go Brahmin tipping. Uh, you just have to be in sneak mode. So, I go into sneak mode in uh, the middle of Megaton, and you know there's that Brahmin next to the doctor's office? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I went in and just sneak mode, and there's no prompt or anything, but if you tap A next to the cow, your character just puts his hands up and tips the cow. Tips right over. It's hilarious. Really? Yeah. Nobody really seemed to care, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Did I the, cow the cow. It got back up. Okay. That, a little confused. That's what I was going to ask. I, uh, I had never known that you could tip a cow in that game. No, that's... Something I've never heard of before, so that, that was so pretty strange. funny. That is so weird. Hey, who knew? News yeah. to me. <laughs> so anyways, go out and uh, tip some cows, folks. And um, last week, um, I was in the, uh, I was doing Broken Steel. I was in the presidential metro, and I found this audio tape. Uh, sorry, my darling. Uh, let me just uh, read you a little bit of this tape. If someone finds this, please get this to my lover at the La Maison Beauregard Hotel in East Georgetown. He'll want to hear what I have to say. My darling, they've found me. I... I tried to get away. Tried to get away so we could be together once again. I know you risked your life to get it to me. Combing the ruins, avoiding the super mutants. All for me. It seems I shall never lay eyes upon your gift. You... 
you'll have to keep it and remember me every time you see it. And it goes on. <laughs> it's like Shakespeare. Uh, but I was intrigued by this uh, by this little note. I thought, I've got to find this. I want to, you know, meet her guy if he's still around or, uh, you know, take her stuff if it's still around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Either way, you win. <laughs> exactly. So I finished with um, with Broken Steel and uh, went back to my house at Megaton, you know, dumped off my stuff. And I had found this cool cop hat in the presidential metro. And yeah. um, so I, I took off my power armor and I put on the rad cop hat with some uh, leather armor and these aviator shades I had. And I thought I was just going to look so cool. And I click out. And my guy looks like one of the village people. So. <laughs> <laughs> As a member of the village people, I went to Georgetown uh, through the metro and uh, got to Georgetown. There were a lot of mutants there. And I'm killing mutants. You know, I'm sneaking around, punching mutants. And uh, this one mutant is like, surprise! And he throws a grenade at me. <laughs> just turns around and takes off running, right? Just yeah. like hauling butt, just running as fast as he can go. And I'm chasing this mutant, and he wouldn't stop. And he got caught in this loop uh, going around this building. And I'm just chasing this mutant around the building. <laughs> Uh, so finally, finally, I just had to pull out a gun and shoot him because I couldn't catch up to get close enough to punch him. Right. Um, so I get to the hotel and uh, there's this raider looking guy up in the top floor. And I wonder is he doesn't look like, you know, the boyfriend in the note. Um, so I go uh, up there and uh, he immediately starts uh, to fight me. So I punch him to death <laughs> and uh, his name is Lagbolt. <laughs> and, uh, I feel like I've heard in, that somewhere. In this suitcase that he's guarding, I figure this is, you know, got to be the gift. So I open it up, and it's the all-nighter nightwear, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is very similar to the uh, the naughty nightwear. <laughs> and nice. uh, apparently, uh, his brother Lugnut, who is the guy you meet when you're getting the naughty nightwear. Uh, commissioned two such suits of PJs for his brother and his lady. And uh, that's what all of these people are fighting and dying for, is these leopard print pajamas. That is hilarious, because I remember meeting that guy in the metro somewhere at one point. With right. the, the, I think the uh, hallway that has the flashy light on it. Um, it's during the Those quests. Yes, yes. Kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was actually a little disappointed that it was daggum pajamas, but what are you going to do? <laughs> That's so I went awesome. ahead and went on to aiding the outcasts, uh, Operation Anchorage. And um, I've been playing Fallout 3, this trophy run, as a, an unarmed combatant uh, named Forrest Gump. And that's been a totally legitimate strategy through all of the main game. Um, you can just pretty much punch your way through anything. But when you reach <laughs> the Fallout 3 DLC, being an unarmed guy is not... not effective anymore <laughs> they they just don't give you any more powerful weapons and and yeah in this dlc my guy has been a, a total disaster it's been horrible <laughs> well you took fists to a gunfight it kind of is your fault <laughs> so we get to um I, I go to aiding the outcasts and i meet all the brotherhood outcasts and i don't like them i just they're jerks um this one guy's Defender Sibley. He's got this horrible grating voice. I just I thought, I'm going to kill you when I get out of this <laughs> simulation. You're just going to die. Um, so I, I went in the simulation. 
and I, I'm in Anchorage uh, defending uh, against the Chinese invasion of Anchorage. Mm-hmm. And uh, they start you off, they take away all your inventory because you're in a simulation. Mm-hmm. They give you a silenced 22 pistol and a trench knife. And I have no points in small guns. I have no points in melee. Um, all my points are in unarmed. And uh, right. I think, well, what am I going to do here? So I equip the silence 22 and I think, well, I've got high sneak. So I'm going to get the, the sneak attack critical and this is going to work. I sneak up behind my first enemy and I equip this pistol and I nail him right in the head in vats, sneak attack critical. And he doesn't even hardly notice. Like, he's just annoyed with me. It took him down one little bar of health. And I'm like, oh, snap, what am I going to do? Um, <laughs> I, I love Fallout logic where you get a bullet to the back of the brain and it's like nothing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this guy doesn't even care that I've shot him in the head. And uh, <laughs> so I run up and just shove him. I just run up and just run into him because he's right on the edge of this this cliff. Mm-hmm. And I run up and just slam into him, and he falls off the cliff. <laughs> I couldn't believe that worked. Yeah, I never, I, I never knew that you could just push somebody off of a cliff or something. I, I never yeah. knew that. So you can, you totally can. And um, I, I started using the trench knife after that, and it was a lot more effective. It's uh, <laughs> this combat knife with spiked knuckles for a handle. Pretty awesome. And uh, it's very awesome. And the, the death animations are very brutal. Um, Forrest Gump decapitated a lot of people this week. <laughs> that's so, awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's a thing that happened. And uh, I, I went through a lot of it. Uh, got to meet Sergeant Montgomery. I like him a lot. He's one of the companion characters you have in that DLC. And these holotapes. Um, and uh, I finally got to... Uh, towards the end mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going through this place it's it's very high above this cave type thing and uh, I hit this guy with a trench knife and he gets knocked off of the ledge in vats and it was a total Looney Tunes moment and he's just standing there in midair <laughs> and then as soon as vats <laughs> ends he drops and I get the experience points <laughs> And that that pretty much covers my gameplay for the week. It was it was Looney Tunes. That is amazing. Um, I love Fallout's kooky vats moments where they just kind of like hang or lag, or especially in Fallout Three because you can't eat. You like I think in uh, New Vegas you can hit the E button after they're dead and kind of eject yourself out of that, the animation at least. But mm-hmm. in Fallout Three you can't. And sometimes it just hangs there, and you're like waiting, and waiting, and then yeah. finally it lets you play again. Or, or have you ever had it where you go to fire and um, you, you you know, you hit all the VATS points or whatever and you hit E to, to fire and then it doesn't fire? He just kind of stands mm-hmm. there looking at the dude like, I'm good to fire. And then he doesn't fire. Oh, I hate that. Uh, <laughs> so um, my gameplay for the week, I actually was playing Fallout 3 and I'm sorry I don't have a video for you this week. Um, we're going to run through this kind of quick because we have a lot to talk about. Um, with Fallout 4 and a little bit with Fallout Shelter. But anyway, I was playing Fallout 3, uh, my favorite Fallout game. Um, Sorry, Shaleen. And I decided to go through the main quest because I actually never played Broken Steel before. Um, I've only ever beat Fallout 3 once. I've only ever beat New Vegas once and I've only ever beat like Skyrim once. I don't know why, I just never beat them after the first time. 
So I decided to go through uh, Fallout 3's main quest, and I'm at the point where I have to get into Little Lamplight, which, if you don't have the uh, Childhood Heart perk, or if your speech, I think, isn't up high enough, you have to go rescue a bunch of little kids from getting trapped by slavers, which, my character, power armor, heavy weapons, I'm thinking to myself, usually I talk my way into this place, and I, you know, I kind of get all the way to Eulogy Jones and then blow his head off and then kill everyone from the inside out because it's surprise, you know. Um, but I changed up. I got to the very front of Paradise Falls and I got into an argument with the, the guard there. So I decided to pop a frag grenade past him, the guy behind him. And then when I did that, I pulled out my gauze rifle, best weapon in the entire game if you ask me. Shot him in the head uh, twice because it took him that, took two shots with that to kill him. And what had happened with the guy through threw the, the grenade at, it didn't kill him, but he started firing at me, but missed and hit the trade caravan behind me. <laughs> so they started fighting him, and I just kind of <laughs> just sat there and let them fight it out for a little bit, and they died. <laughs> so I finally fight my way up into uh, the main area there, and I totally forgot about the minigun guy that sits up on that little roost. And uh, I pop through the door, Gaul's rifle a guy's head off, which is just pleasant to watch. And all of a sudden, the minigun opens up, a couple people with 10mm submachine guns open up, and my health just starts to melt away. Even though I've got the T-51B uh, armor, the, well, the winterized version, because I got it from the uh, Operation Anchorage uh, DLC. So, and by the way, side note, sometimes that armor does not ever degenerate. Yeah. Mine, yeah, however... That's... Did and oh, I didn't realize no. it, so it was almost broken when I run into Paradise Falls because for a while there it was not, you know, getting uh, eaten away. It wasn't degenerating, so I took cover, stim packed up, and then uh, my first objective was to destroy the minigun guy. So I I popped around with the gauze rifle, yeah, again, blew him away, and ran around the corner there. I'm kind of facing Eulogy Jones's house. And I just use a combination of missile launchers and gauze rifles and just wipe everyone who comes around, including his two slave chicks. Does he have two? I think he's got two or one. Two. I, two. Then I haven't found one. I only killed one. Anyway, went in, blew Eulogy Jones away, never realized that there was a bobblehead in there, um, and uh, picked that up. I think it's speech, so keep note mm -hmm. of that. Um, Rescued the kids, and this is different too, I believe. If you run in guns a-blazing without actually talking to the kids, there actually isn't one of the children in the um, the little hot box thing. It's actually a dead guy. Um, so if you kill everyone, you can let the children out and they all run away. Um, it's pretty much what I did. I just mopped up that whole place. Oh, uh, I should also mention... Um, so that was like my adventure of destroying Paradise Falls from the outside in. Um, but before that, I left the Citadel with Star Paladin Cross. And she has that, you know, high top haircut and the super sledge. And I, I uh, fast traveled to the Yawgwai Cave, which is south of the Smithy's Garage, to travel north to the Paradise Falls. So we spawn in. Vertibird lands, kill the Enclave soldiers as one does, and take all of their loot, which is a good bit of loot if you can find their encampments. Um, and I start moving north, and I get to Little Lamplight, and I crouch down to uh, kill some super mutants really far away, again with the gauze rifle. Um, and I fire, I see one of them just fly into bits, fire again, another one flies into bits, and then I hear this 
come on! And I turn around, and there's Star Paladin Cross getting all close and intimate with two giant rad scorpions, and she's fairly losing the fight. And I, I have her for five minutes, so I whip out the Gatling gun, I, I destroy one of them, and she's sitting there swinging away at him. And I'm f emptying out this laser uh, Gatling gun at the other one, and the second I kill it, it flies apart. She goes, that was easy, puts the super sledge behind her back, and then promptly drops dead <laughs> from the poison. <laughs> so she's like, we got this. <laughs> dead. Oh, I was like, oh, no. you gotta be kidding me. I felt so bad because she's like, I knew your father and it would be an honor to travel with you for about 10 minutes until I die. <laughs> oh, man. So it was just this, like, it was just awful. So um, that was my gameplay experience and uh, hopefully next week we'll have a video to show you. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, that was just a lot of fun. So we have a very big news segment. We're going to go ahead and we're going to get right into it. That you will. So with that, Shaleen, let's take it away and let's talk about some of the news this week. Okay, we are going to lead with the non-QuakeCon news um, of the week. Uh, well, almost. Our first news item is that we finally have a release date for Fallout Shelter yes. on Android. Yes. That's coming on August 13th. So, yay, Android users. Except I'll have an iPhone by then, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, you'll be playing it, Rick. Mm-hmm, very much. Um, so that's our first item of news. Uh, I also found an article in the UK Express that talked about the Fallout 4 pre-war prologue. Mm -hmm. uh, they had a quote from Todd Howard. He said, It's important to us to let you experience that world, so that when you emerge from the vault, you feel the sense of loss and think, I wish this was the way it was. Oh, uh, Shalene, we're losing you a little bit there. <laughs> You'll enjoy a nice frozen picture of Shalene. Uh, we might get you back in a second. So, uh, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll go ahead and pick up real quick until we get her back. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> oh man, uh, wireless connections and Skype calls are so much fun sometimes. But um, uh, Todd Howard was saying it's important to let you guys experience the world so that when you emerge from the vault, you feel a sense of loss and think, I wish uh, this was the the way it was. Um, he also went on to saying, having the beginning and having the sense that stuff is all gone, that you've lost everything, and that's important. And I think that they totally nailed that um, when you watch uh, that mushroom cloud go off and it hits your family. And um, Am I back? Uh, I think you are. Uh, oh. You're a little glitchy still. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so... But yeah, I think um, what you were saying, Shaleen, about feeling that loss, I think I think they nailed it on the head. And we can actually talk about that a little bit more uh, when we get into the uh, nitty-gritty of tonight's show, uh, especially because we went through that whole trailer and the gameplay and stuff um, and had a good conversation about that. Um, mm -hmm. So I think you're coming back into focus <laughs> uh, a little bit there. Um, so... Actually, I'm going to uh, go ahead and, and try to reconnect with you there, Shaleen. So, um, she'll be right back, I promise, guys. <laughs> and anyway, on to uh, other news. Um, there was a controversy with uh, Skyrim's paid Am I here? Uh, I think audio. 
Um, Guys, this is super sweet. <laughs> um, Skyrim had paid mods. I think they tried it for a little bit with Steam. Um, they had uh, they had like some sort of like seventy twenty. I don't know some sort of uh, split. Anyway, um, in an interview with GameSpot, uh, Pete Hines said they'd like to revisit the idea after the release of Fallout 4. There we go. We have Shalene back a little bit there. Yay! <laughs> Skype <laughs> is just crazy. Um, what a mess. I know. Okay. So uh, it might be a little touch and go here, guys, but we'll go ahead and get through the news anyway. So they're going to revisit the idea after Fallout 4, again, with paid mods. As a modding um, user, not so much contributor at this point, um, I can see both sides to the argument. It takes a lot to uh, build those mods, especially, for instance, the Fallout Wanderers Edition, Fallout 3 Wanderers Edition mod that's just a huge mod, changes the entire game. Um, even the whole opening sequence is different. Um, so, yeah, I, it, I, I can see both sides. Um, many modders were supportive of the idea, saying that they uh, made almost money from made almost no money from do donations talking <laughs> and uh and i again i can understand it from their point of view they put in a lot of work for these things so um the pay split was bethesda 45 percent valve 30 and the modders 25 and Heinz suggested that they might reevaluate that split but uh, bethesda would still expect to cut as uh, makers for that base game um, i really don't have a problem with that i think they should profit by it because mm -hmm. they did make the game I would like to so. see it be a choice, where the modders mm -hmm. would offer it for free if they want to, or have some sort of paywall. Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense to me. So. Uh, would you pay for mods if they were awesome? Uh, if they're anything like the Fallout 3 and New Vegas mods, where you weren't quite sure when your game was going to crash, probably not. However, mm -hmm. Project, I think Project Nevada was a really big... Um, I can't remember which one. There was a whole, like game that somebody had developed like a brand new opening completely different game different map um using the engine and uh that i probably would have paid for if it didn't crash every five minutes um but again these are mods so it's it's kind of hard it's it's touch and go it really depends on how how well they are implemented into fallout 4 i mean this is a mm -hmm. whole new engine it's a whole new system so i'm really really curious how they're going to work so yeah me too yep glad um, to have you back <laughs> <laughs> me too I'm, I'm glad to be here rick <laughs> so shall we move to the next item? <laughs> that we shall. Uh, last Friday, Bethesda launched a revamped version of the Fallout official website, fallout4.com. Uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, there's not really any new information on it yet, uh, but you can download a wallpaper of that garage image uh, mm -hmm. that they've been using in their, their promotions. Uh, it looks pretty good. I'm, I'm rocking that wallpaper now. It looks good. <laughs> And in other website news, uh, Bethesda.net mm -hmm. uh, is a new thing that is replacing Beth blog. Yes. The, so. That's our QuakeCon news for this segment. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, because they did announce that at QuakeCon. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all there is to, to that news mm -hmm. item. And there was an interview with Digital Spy um, that Pete Hines did talking about what makes Bethesda Game Studios different. Uh, he said, I really do believe that these guys believe in the idea of every time you make a game, you've got to blow everything up and start over. 
Uh, he went on to talk about um, that if you start out with just assuming that you have to have certain things, you have to include this, it has to come with that, then you quit innovating and you're just, you know, hashing over the same old thing over and over again, which is something we've seen a lot in this generation of, of gaming. Um, mm -hmm. He went on to say, mm -hmm. I think Bethesda Game Studios has this culture of look, there are no sacred paths. We don't have to do anything. So what should we do? Mm -hmm. um, he also said Bethesda is shooting for short release campaigns, uh, just like we got with Fallout here, uh, releasing only five months after the announcement. That's something I can get behind. Y yes. But uh, yeah, I know. I was going to say I totally appreciate that. Um, I love their business model. I think that they're, they're doing it well. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I get really, really sick of hearing about a game and, and having to wait for three years or six years if you're the last guardian before you ever get anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was Sony's big, big mistake. <laughs> they announced that thing like four years ago. <laughs> the whole Uncharted series has happened in the time that they've been developing The Last Guardian. <laughs> so it better be really, really, really good. <laughs> exactly. So. Um. We had one of our listeners, Ash, uh, her tag is Zombieheim, I believe, on Twitter. That's probably mispronounced. She <laughs> sent us a picture of the Fallout 4 loot crate announcement. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for that. I'm totally going to sign up to get a Fallout loot crate. We don't have a release date or any details. Uh, it just says coming soon. So we'll let you know as soon as we know more. Yes, and uh, just to plug loot crate a little bit if you're listening, um, you can actually get one month's crate. You don't have to sign up to get like a couple months. You don't have to sign up for a subscription to get a crate. You can just order one of the crates. So I'm hoping that this this crate, you can just buy it that month, you know? I think it's a standalone crate. I don't think it's uh, going to be part of the subscription. Mm. So Gotcha. We'll see. Thing. We'll see. They are having a big sale right now in honor of QuakeCon mm -hmm. in the Bethesda store. Um, you can get a lithograph of that garage scene. The limited edition large one sold out, uh, but there's a standard version in for sale. Uh, those mystery minis we talked about last week are up for pre-order, and mm -hmm. they've got some awesome new t-shirts and stuff for Fallout 4. I do. Are uh, you going to buy anything, Rick? I actually have a Lone Wanderer male uh, pop vinyl and a Deathclaw pop vinyl on the way. What a coincidence, because <laughs> I have a lady Lone Wanderer uh, winging her way to New Mexico. That's for sure. Yeah. So I'm excited to get that little dude um, and that little death claw. So, and I'm also excited for those mystery minis too. Me too. Uh, here's the last um, not quite uh, QuakeCon news. Um, I, I thought this was worth including. It's not really news, but it, it's something I thought was funny. It's really funny. <laughs> I found this article on Kotaku. It said that Fallout 3 was not built to have a working subway train. Uh, but like I uh, I told in my gameplay story last week, there is a rideable subway train in Broken Steel. Um, they did kind of a silly workaround. Uh, the guys at PC Gamer thought that the train was run by NPCs that were wearing the train on their head like a hat and just running. But they, uh, they did some digging and they found out that that is not an NPC that powers the train. It is the nope. player. After you repair the train, you get in, you turn on the train. And the train replaces your arm. <laughs> so you are actually a transformer in Fallout 3. Pretty exactly. much what's going on. 
<laughs> so that is totally great. <laughs> that is totally Yeah, I thought awesome. that, was, that was worth sharing. Um, yep. In uh, other sale news, mm -hmm. Steam is having a sale in honor of QuakeCon. They're selling a QuakeCon bundle. It's about $300 worth of games um, and DLC. All of the modern Fallout games, the Quake games, Wolfenstein, the Elder Scrolls series, Dishonored, The Evil Within, um, those are all for sale. I believe it's $99 that is yes. the price. Yes. And the uh, did you mention that all the DLC was there? I think I Yes. <laughs> okay. All the DLC. Cool. Yeah, so. which is a heck of a bargain for 99 bucks. So if you haven't played a ton of these Bethesda games, you should definitely uh, invest in that. It's a great deal. If I didn't already own most of them, I would have signed up for that. That, yeah, me too. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get on to some Fallout 4 speculation and some news and such from QuakeCon uh, that happened earlier today uh, that a lot of us were unlucky enough to uh, see, but we were lucky enough to catch the live blog from IGN, which really gave a lot away to us. It helped, it helped us cope, mm -hmm. I think, with not being there. But last night, uh, you and I, Shaleen, we sat and watched the E3 gameplay for four hours um, just to look over everything. And I got to <laughs> yes. say, yeah, I got to say, before we get into this, I want to make mention that we did not watch any sort of, we didn't watch anybody else's speculation news. We didn't watch any other breakdowns of the trailer or the gameplay. This is completely just from our two brains um, that we got last night. And I'm sure you've heard a lot of this stuff before, um, but this is what we got. So, um, one thing that you noticed, uh, there are no loading screens, um, and at least they didn't show any, um, and I think you said that this was uh, a sourced from somewhere, Digital Spy? Right. Uh, I looked up an interview with Digital Spy uh, they had done with Todd Howard, and it doesn't say no loading screens, but it uh, says that there's far fewer loading screens. Cool. And he uses the example of going in buildings. Uh, there won't be, you know how you go in a building in, in Fallout and every floor you have to load yeah uh, that's not going to happen in fallout 4 you won't have those interminable doorways i'm looking forward to that yeah that that's going to be awesome um and uh and we're going to go and i just also want to make a side note we're going to go through all the stuff that we discussed last night before we get to the QuakeCon stuff because the QuakeCon stuff actually did confirm some of our suspicions so we kind of want to you know gloat a little anyway um Companions. We knew that there were going to be companions, obviously, with dog meat or hopefully whatever you get to name it. Not really a big fan of the name. Um, but I think Todd Howard or someone actually said that companions weren't going to be able to be killed, or at least dog meat wasn't going to be able to be killed. Yes, they confirmed that all the companions cannot die. They're I all essential. Not a fan. Not a fan. I hope. Why. There's, I hope there's got to be a hardcore mode because I want to experience the pain and the suffering when you spend three, four hours or more with a certain character and then all of a sudden you turn around and they take a bullet to the noggin and their head flies off. And that sucks. And I like, I mean, I actually enjoy that element of the game. So I hope that there's a. So you're saying that you wanted Star Paladin Cross to die? Is that it? I wanted the option. <laughs> I want the option. Um, you monster. <laughs> so maybe not dog meat. We'll, we'll say that he can. I mean, he'll just probably like glitch through the ground. No, I, I have got good hopes. But um, I'm excited for this. I, this is mm -hmm. what I want out of the next Fallout 
In Fallout 3, the only only companion that I ever use is Fox because he's so strong. And uh, in New Vegas, I prefer to play without hardcore mode because I want my companions to live. I don't want to be constantly reloading a save because Boone's a doofus. <laughs> I love I love my companions. Right now I'm running around with Eddie and Boone. Um, mm-hmm. Something else that that everyone picked out right off the bat was the jetpack. Uh, mm-hmm. I am I'm really excited for this. Um, I, I, there were a couple things with the power armor um, in that gameplay when he first walks up to and they're kind of like a mech suit instead of like an armor you wear. So it almost looks like right. you can have armor and then step inside of it. But it looked like you put a microfusion cell in the back. So I'm wondering if you have to have mm-hmm. some sort of key to pop into the back of this thing in order to operate it. And I yeah, wonder. I think we're definitely going to have to have fuel. I think that if we don't have a microfusion cell on us, we just don't. We're not able to use our power armor, and huh. that's. I think that's cool. Yeah, maybe you have to replenish it, and it'll use up some of your ammo. Um, one thing I'm curious about, if they'll keep with canon, is that T51B uh, was said to have batteries that would last a thousand years. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to quite use up a thousand years worth of battery life in a gameplay because this is supposed to be, I guess it's supposed to be improved T60 armor, uh, but we shall see. Um, you liked this, the Thunderdome. Yes, two men enter, one man leaves. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Thunderdome I, as an idea. And we've had some kind of fighting pits in Fallout before. There's yeah. uh, the Thorn in mm-hmm. New Vegas where you can fight animals. And uh, the Pit DLC for Fallout 3 has got that, uh, the hole? I, is that what it's called? I'm not sure, but there's a fighting pit there. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure. I, I think it's going to be cool. This one looked less like just a fighting pit and more like legit the Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope we get to see some Tina Turner and... <laughs> Master Blaster, let's I, do this. <laughs> I actually never used those elements in the game. Uh, New Vegas, I think I only did the Thorn once, and I know in um, Oblivion they had an arena section that you could go and fight guys, and I never I never got into it. I, so that doesn't have me as woohoo. <laughs> um, you're also excited about this next little little piece. Very excited. <laughs> I really liked that fashion show segment of the of the <laughs> gameplay demo. Um, all those clothes, so many pretty clothes. And it seems like with the power armor being more of a mech suit, you'll have a reason to wear your pretty clothes instead of just only wearing power armor all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, something I wanted to call out is that you saw the male character wearing a sparkly red cocktail dress. <laughs> And in previous fallouts, this was not possible. What's no, a pink wasn't. dress for my female character turns into a sweater vest with slacks for my male character. <laughs> so the fact that this guy's wearing a dress, that indicates that my female character can wear some trousers and a nice fedora. <laughs> <laughs> There's this hat in Fallout New Vegas. I believe it's called the Gambler's Hat. And uh, it's, it's like an Indiana Jones hat. Oh, um, okay. It's so cool, and I love the hat, but when you put it on a female character, it turns into this horrible fascinator with a big feather on it, and I hated it. I wanted my Indiana Jones hat, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the possibility of, of getting to wear clothes uh, and have them look the same no matter what your gender is. Yeah, I, I never got that goofy in the game, um, but more power to you. 
<laughs> I guess maybe a nice dress would be good for a nice evening to the memory den, um, which is somewhere in Boston. And a lot of, I think a lot of people probably have talked about this already. Mm-hmm. But you brought up an interesting point as uh, we were watching this. In Fallout 3, during the uh, mysterious, what was the, what was that quest called? The um, Android quest. The remember. replicated man. Yes. Um, that they wiped his memory. And I was thinking, like, what if the memory den is, like, a sleazy place for androids to go? Um, and, like, what if it's in some sort of, like, android slave colony? Because we do know that there are android slaves up there. Um, there's this, uh, there's also a mysterious stranger wanted poster, uh, in the gameplay footage. It lo- at least it looks like, um, maybe he's some sort of notorious character. Uh, just a lot of, li- probably the stuff might not even matter, but it's just stuff we noticed that mm-hmm. kind of has the same design elements as other things we've seen in the game. Uh, there is actually mm-hmm. concept art for the memory den, which shows these pods that look similar to the, uh, tranquility lane pods. Except it's a lot more sleazy opium denish with like guys passed out on couches and girls sitting on, you know, you know, chairs off in the thing. So I'm really curious to see how this memory den is going to play into um, the obvious Android element of this game. What do you, what do you, I mean, like, what are your, some of your thoughts? I feel like it's more likely that the memory den is uh, a place where you get to experience other people's memories. And uh, this connects to it being kind of like an opium den, you know. Mm. In the Victorian age, they would go to the opium den to forget their problems and, you know, do drugs. And uh, I think this is like future future drugs. You know, they can just go and and uh, go into a simulation in these mm-hmm. pods and experience memories that are better than the ones they have. Um, <laughs> okay. That actually sounds a lot better than what I was thinking. <laughs> So we're probably but, both wrong, but we'll yeah, see. anyway, probably. there is a sleazy pink lamp in there and, uh, <laughs> it yeah, have it's, a leg. it's so dirty. Why does Fallout have to be so dirty? You were nobody complaining. I was going to say you're complaining that nobody swept up the floors. <laughs> so. It's, it's so hard. They're, they've got to be making money, right? Somebody's <laughs> paying cats to use these pods. They can't hire somebody to sweep the floor. <laughs> You'd think they could get like a protectron to do it or something. Exactly. So, um, you uh, uh, Minutemen, let's chat about them. Uh, yeah, the Minutemen. Um, they take their name from uh, soldiers in the Revolutionary War, um, and you see them uh, when you meet Preston Garvey in the in the gameplay demo. There's only five left. Um, I think they're going to play a, a part. Mm-hmm. What do, you, what do you think? I, I don't know. I think you're referring to the QuakeCon demo here. Uh, no, there that was in the E3 demo too, wasn't it? I don't think so. But either way, um, I'm not anyway, sure. Anyway, there's Minutemen. Okay, I haven't Preston seen this. Preston Garvey is one of them. Okay. All right, I haven't seen that. I know I, I've heard a lot about Preston Garvey. He was in also the concept art. There's this really cool scene with the mm-hmm. uh, East Coast Brotherhood of Steel uh, firing a minigun away with next to the Lone Wanderer who's shooting the... 10 millimeter pistol and Preston Garvey with a um, a uh, laser musket. Uh, yeah. So that's a pretty cool piece of art. I really like his outfit. I think he's a cool looking character. Yes. Yes, very much so. Um, I've like from what little I've seen of him, he, he does look totally awesome. So I'm excited to see how he plays, um, like what what his character, how he's involved in the game. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Uh, one thing to note: the third person point of view looks so much better. Absolutely. Thank you, Bethesda, for this because 
even though I always play first person anyway, third person was just awful. Off, I just I hated it. Um, and it's not it's not a knock on Bethesda games at all. It's just not for me. I know some people play totally in third person. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I just I have to see the gun and everything. To me, the third person is unplayable. Um, and I know that's probably going to get me some, some hate <laughs> from the internet, but to me, the third person is unplayable. It's horrid. Uh, I only go into third person to see how my clothes look mm-hmm. when I've changed my character so that I can find out that I look like the village people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's totally an immersion thing for me. Uh, but the, yeah, the animations looked way less derpy, and yeah. uh, thank Todd for that. <laughs> Great. Now we're, our, our chat room is going to light up with thank the Todd and praise Todd. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I'm really happy that they, they went and kind of redid that. I know Skyrim's third person was um, nicer than the New Vegas and Fallout 3. For, like I said, mm-hmm. for me, it's an immersion thing. I like looking right down the gun. I like staring in the face of my enemy, not so much looking f- at them from afar. Right. Um, so... Also, this is I'm really excited about this next piece. Um, watching the gameplay in the uh, E3 melee combos, it looked like your character could ma- like pistol whip them and such with the, with uh, you know melee. I-, I am so excited for that. Um, just to like shoot somebody like twice in the kneecap and then head you know like pistol whip them in the face. Mm-hmm. Totally excited for that. I'm hoping that there's more you can do with that. Um, since this is on the creation engine that Skyrim is on, and Skyrim has those finisher moves where you like decapitate mm-hmm. the thing or climb on the dragon, I'm hoping that they incorporate that, especially with melee. Um, I'm really looking forward to what they do with it if they do anything with it. So, right. Totally looking That's... forward to that. So, uh, oh. last, do you have any thoughts on that? No, no, I'm ready. To move on. <laughs> um, so last night when we were looking over this. We noticed there were no there was no skills tab on the Pit Boy, um, and we were curious about that. You know what were they going to do? And we both had the feeling that they were going to go with a Skyrim perk tree setup, where right. you just kind of go into a different menu, and there's your big gun skill or small gun skill with a whole bunch of different perks that kind of uh, help you out. That way you can you know fire a mini gun and then pull out a knife real quick and use it with the same efficiency or learn to use it as you go mm-hmm. and uh it seems that in the QuakeCon demo that they confirmed that that's pretty much how it's going to be they did so, indeed rick yeah i'm i'm excited for it are you i am i think it's a good system i feel like mm-hmm. you get so locked in to what you've been dumping your points into and and um granted that's part of part of the game you know yeah but it's like my character's situation now. You know, I have all these points in uh, unarmed, and I've put my other points into science and lockpick and and non-combat things. Uh, and when there's not a power fist, I'm really up a creek. Yeah. Um, so if if it was a different system, I could maybe use another weapon with some level of competence and. It makes sense that if a guy can punch you to death with his fist and explode your head, that this same guy should be able to use a knife pretty effectively. Right. I made that same analogy with, like, if I'm able to fire a pistol, like, if, if my 10 millimeter does more damage than a minigun just because of my skill, mm-hmm. um, that kind of is annoying. However, that does take away a little bit of the role-playing game aspect of it. It does take away 
what you did, what you pick in the beginning determines your outcome. So I wonder mm -hmm. if there's going to be some backlash on that. But I think people at this point have noticed that um, Bethesda games have drifted, especially with Outer Scrolls and Fallout, have drifted more towards total freedom than RPG. Right. It's more of an action RPG. So I'm looking forward to this, but I feel like it does give you fewer reasons to roll a new character. Yeah, yeah. Although I still make a half a million of them in Skyrim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, we are going to uh, go through the next couple of these to get to the QuakeCon stuff, because I know that's all why we're here. Mm -hmm. um, so we talked about the third person. So sprinting. Finally, we have sprinting. Thank goodness. I hated, like, there's a bunch of enemies. Let's run. Trot, 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 trot. So, so annoying. So I am so thankful for sprint. Um... The ro rogue, you wrote this word, rogue, rogue orangutan. orangutan. What? He's on Twitter. Yeah, he's one of our followers on Twitter. Rogue oh. orangutan on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say that's a weird enemy. Some... <laughs> right? No, that's the Twitter handle of one of our listeners. Hi, rogue orangutan. How are you? Uh, he told us that he um, he just wanted to point out that Doctor Lee went to the Commonwealth mm -hmm. at the end of Fallout Three, and that she could possibly appear in Fallout Four. Uh, what do you think of that? I think we might see her. I, I have a feeling we will. Uh, also in the chat room, somebody says that, that Sprint, they hope uh, that it, the Sprint uses action points, and it will. That Sprint does. does use up your action points. So you hit it right on the head there. Um, yeah, I'm hoping Dr. Lee shows up again. It'd be kind of cool to see, because uh, it's so close to Fallout 3's timeline, it'd be kind of cool to see him again. Although she was fairly old in Fallout 3, it'd be kind of mm -hmm. interesting to see what happens to her. Um, well, she's, she's not that old, and it's not going to be that many years apart from Fallout 3. Well, I yeah, but I, I, I'm hoping she's in there. Um, I didn't like Dr. Lee. <laughs> I would have shot her if that was an option. Oh, come on. She was a mean lady. Uh, well, She was like my dad's best friend, and yeah. she won't even help me find him. She's just, she's mean. But I don't like her. It's because, I mean, she's moved on. She's gone on with her life. She helped she's in the jerk. end. She's a jerk. I don't like Dr. Lee. Um, so some of the concept art during the E3, uh, there was one piece of concept art that was hidden behind things, some other pieces of art, that looked like a different HUD with like a green lens, like you were wearing some sort of mask that had mm -hmm. a green hue to it, um, and some sort of like circle on the bottom. I'm not quite sure, but it looked like some sort of breather mask. There's right. also another piece of art that looks like a guy standing in a diving suit on the ocean floor. We also saw art of what looked to be a squid. There's also concept art of a really big Chinese um, submarine. Submarine, yeah. I was trying to think that like there's a logo above it that's two wheat. Uh, right, stocks. like a communist style logo. Yeah, with a red star. So mm -hmm. I have a feeling that underwater exploration is going to be somewhat of a part of this game. I'm hoping it is. Uh, I think it'd be really cool to be able to like put on a diving suit and go underwater and check out some of these old pirate ships. <laughs> and right. uh, especially the fact that there's this submarines concept art. I am so hoping that there's like this communist submarine. They don't know the world's ended and they're just lurking underneath the ocean. Yes, that is also what so I want cool. is a ship that's staffed by like Chinese soldiers that have become ghouls and they're still waging the war. Yes, yeah. I think that would be so neat. And they still have nukes. Um, right. So uh, there's also concept art of like ghouls in like uh, red coat, British red coat outfits. So maybe there'll be mm -hmm. like some sort of pirates or something. One thing I did notice too, there was concept art for what looked like night vision goggles. Um, I am 
really hoping that those are going to be there. Uh, I think that would just make the gameplay so different because you wouldn't have to run around with your pit boy light on the whole time or mm -hmm. turn your brightness all the way up. Um, like if it's something you have to craft or, or whatnot. Uh, you really loved the mutant reindeer concept yes, art. Yes, I'm so excited. It was a two-headed caribou. <laughs> it was. And that's something, I can't believe this got overlooked. I haven't seen anywhere on the internet anybody calling out the mutant reindeer. And they had two little hooves in front of them. It was so creepy it was looking. so cute. <laughs> so. That's so much better than Brahmin. I want that so bad. I hope it appears in the game. It was only the concept art. We didn't see this yeah. in the actual gameplay trailer. But there was more than one picture of mutant reindeer two-headed caribou concept art. It would be so. really strange to see that. There were On a... Dasher and Dancer. <laughs> in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of hoping for like a ghoul Santa. <laughs> I do. I want ghoul post-apocalyptic Santa. He he's just got drop got this, a maid down your chimney. He's got this creepy little. <laughs> he's got this creepy little setup with like a gold caribou or a mutant caribou with like a bunch of little garden gnomes in front of his like chair because he thinks he's Santa or something. Um, airships are definitely going to be involved with this, which is going to be awesome. There was concept art of a crossbow. Mm -hmm. And that kind of adds, or it could have been a dark gun. I'm um, hoping there's something like that in the game. It would be a I lot would of fun enjoy to. A crossbow. I yeah. think that would be a cool stealth weapon. Mm -hmm, definitely. And hopefully it's more effective than those 22 caliber piece of junks in New Vegas. No kidding. <laughs> uh, f they mentioned that there's farming involved. We saw some, you know, you can plant food for your people that are in your little commune there, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, there was also concept art of robots farming. So we were kind of mm -hmm. curious. Uh, to see if there's any robots that are going to, like, tend to your tomatoes. Uh, they also did talk about today that Mr. Handy is going to collect your resources now in Fallout Shelter. So I wonder if there's a little foreshadowing there. Um, uh, in the chat, there, somebody mentioned that the submarine could have washed, ash washed ashore because of a flood. Y you could be right there. It definitely looks like some sort of cataclysm uh, happened. Yeah, it looks like, like there was some kind of a flood or a hurricane. Yeah, happened. there's like ships in the middle of a street. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, uh, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. Um, too. Yeah, so we uh, we also noticed a few things with the enemies. There are a lot of different class types this time. Um, and that I'm looking forward to. You know, you had that uh, crazy looking raider in the gameplay trailer. And one thing that I think uh, I took notice of... The raider that's all... What was he called? Do you remember the big giant raider with the armor? I um, don't recall. Uh, so, no, it, don't yeah, know. it's a big giant raider, and he has the suit of armor on. And um, the in the gameplay trailer, he's firing at him with what looks like a bolt-action rifle. Well, if you're watching, he fires the rifle, the player does, and when the raider goes back to swing, part of his chest armor has come off. Mm -hmm. So there's destructible armor on your enemies and I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to make the guns feel powerful. And we also saw some destructible environments too, which I think mm -hmm. is a new thing for the Fallout series. Mm -hmm. For the most part, yeah. So I'm I'm so so excited for that. It's going to make the guns and everything feel a lot more powerful than they have been in the past. Um so uh you also didn't like the death claws this time around. Granted, He's so you never scary. Did. He's like a a scary dragon dinosaur. <laughs> Why is the death claw so big? Oh, because they're amazing. And uh, <laughs> that finisher move he did. 
Yeah, I'm that hoping... was amazing. He lifts up the player character and stabs him with his claws. Yeah. Stabby stab. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Like I said, it seems to be that they're going to add finisher moves and some melee finishers and stuff, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Um, another thing we noticed that enemies can burst through the ground, mm-hmm. and it looks like when you're hit by a mutated enemy... I'm not sure if anybody else has noticed this, but when you're hit with a mutated enemy, you actually contract rads, um, right. which makes sense. So um, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see... That's gonna work. It was a mole rat that went up and hit hit the player at, at that red rocket station, and it looked like uh, looked like your rides went up by two. So, yeah, that can really really change things. I think make uh, rad poison a lot more serious of a condition. Mm-hmm. It's something I never worried about much in previous fallouts until I was fixing to die. You just pop a couple radaways, mm-hmm. but it's adding these this rad poisoning to you and that's taking up room on your health meter mm-hmm. limiting your health so yeah it's definitely going to change the way that i play the game yeah and in fallout 3 i ran around for about an hour or like three hours and i didn't even know that my rads were at 600 <laughs> so <laughs> until i contracted more and i'm like oh i didn't realize that they were that high i better pop a couple radaways and get rid of that um so just a couple more things before we get into QuakeCon news. Um, aliens. There's a lot of concept art about aliens, and that's been a running theme in the game. So let's hope that they come back. And mutants have a mutant dog, it looks right. like. It was that not was a centaur. That was a great piece of, uh, of concept art. Oh, it's creepy. These mutants, they had this little dog-like creature with this enormous, wide, toothy mouth. There's like a tongue flopping out of it. Mm-hmm. It was some kind of... FEV mutated dog or something. Yeah. And I just hope that it will fight my dog and uh, and I can <laughs> bet on the dog fight. Oh, great. Um, so uh, we kind of went through that a little quick because we're running out of uh, out of time and we want to really get into the QuakeCon stuff. Um, so without further ado, we're going to talk about what went on at QuakeCon earlier today. Regarding yeah. Fallout Shelter and Fallout 4. So we're going to start with Fallout Shelter, and you've had more experience with this, so go right ahead and take Jolene. Right. They are, uh, like we mentioned earlier, they're releasing Fallout Shelter for Android on August the 13th. Mm-hmm. When that Android release happens, we're also going to get a massive update to the iOS version of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to add a bunch of different enemies and different attacks to your vaults. Uh, mole rats was one thing. It looked like the mole rats sort of attacked your rooms just like uh, just like the rads, uh, rad roaches do now. Ah. And uh, there were death claws attacking the door. <laughs> um, I tweeted a picture earlier uh, that they've released with some of the art uh, for Fallout Shelter, and the Fallout Shelter death claws are stinking adorable, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. The pop and, finals uh, are cute, too, so... Yes, it was also cute. Much <laughs> cuter than the scary Fallout 4 death claw. Yes. But uh, something that I'm, I'm thinking of is that my poor little dwellers, they really struggle with these rad roach attacks. <laughs> How are they going to cope with a death claw? Yeah. Uh, it's going to be more disaster in Vault Zero. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be good. You're going to need some laser muskets. And they're also adding a Mr. Handy uh, that's a perk. I believe he will be a lunchbox perk. I don't know if that is is uh, confirmed. But the Mr. Handy will pick up your resources for you so that you don't have to tap every single room in your vault. 
when you get a lot of rooms, it's very annoying to uh, to go through that. Yeah. And it'll be really helpful to have that Mr. Handy just taking care of that. And uh, in the little picture that I tweeted out earlier, um, it showed the Mr. Handy fighting the mole rats. He was just flamethrowing <laughs> mole rats. So, so he'll so, he'll do more than just pick up resources. I'm I'm very excited about it. So you're saying Mr. Handy is going to be handy around the fallout shelter. Oh gosh, end the podcast right so, now. And good night guys. No, I'm kidding. Um so <laughs> the speaking of Mr. Handy and in regards to Fallout 4, Mr. Handy can say your name. Anything from Howard to Rick to don't know how they're going to say Shaleen or Shall I'm line. interested to see how they pronounce Shaleen. Um, and all the way to Mr. F what was it? Mr. Face? Right. That was what they said. <laughs> I am so tempted to actually do that. <laughs> for like I think five there'll be minutes. a lot of people repeating the first section of the game just, just to hear Mr. Handy say different horrible things. <laughs> yes. I am so looking forward to the YouTube compilations that spawn from that. <laughs> So, uh, like we knew before, Fenway Park was going to be called Diamond City because it makes sense because uh, it's a baseball diamond. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, that that I'm, you know, and apparently uh, one of the companions was introduced at that point in the game. Right. So. Uh, they talked about a companion named Piper that mm -hmm. lives in Diamond City. And she's uh, she was a completely new announcement, I believe. This is the first we've mm -hmm. heard of her. They said she wore a red leather coat and a newsboy cap, which I hope means that my character can wear a red leather coat and a newsboy cap. What is a newsboy cap? Pretty awesome. You never seen a newsboy never cap? Never seen a newsboy. Is it like the like the it's... classic '30s like, wow, uh, score, you see, kind of cap, or is it? Well, it's sort of like a, it's a, like a soft hat uh, with a short brim. Um, and it like has you know the little. It's really hard to describe a newsboy cap. Google <laughs> okay, image we'll search Google newsboy cap. Later. <laughs> but she lets you. Apparently, she but lets very you. Very cute. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But apparently, she lets you into Diamond City uh, against her boss's will or wishes. Uh, that's what they were saying in the IGN blog. Um, which I'm curious about that dynamic and what's going on in uh, Diamond City. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and along with companions, they announced that Mr. Handy could be your companion. And we were talking about the E3 gameplay footage last night when we were um, watching it, that Mr. Handy had a few pieces missing from his arms. Um, and I'm curious if you're going to be able to upgrade Mr. Handy into, say, I don't know, a Mr. Gutsy of some sort. So I'm, I'm wondering about that. So is the Mr. Handy that's your companion, is that Codsworth? Did they confirm that it's, it's Codsworth or is it a different Mr. Handy? That's a good point. I'm not sure. I'm going to hope that it's Codsworth because how great would that commentary be as you're going mm -hmm. around the wasteland um, and you, uh, you know, shoot somebody's head off and you just hear him from behind like, good shot, sir, you know, and like all of yeah. his other. So um, but I'm hoping you can give him at least like a plasma pistol to hold in his little blown off hand or whatever was there at one point. Um, yeah. And good news. Preston Garvey is your companion. Can be. Yes. I'm excited for that. I like Preston Garvey. Um, I'm looking forward to roaming the wasteland with him. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, yeah. I'd, I would like to just him have a must like run around dual muskets and all go all revolutionary <laughs> future war on him. Dual muskets. Dual muskets. 
there was all that reminds me. There was a piece of concept art that looked like a super mutant was holding um, uh, a rifle in one hand and like a melee weapon in the other. I'm really curious to see if you can dual wield because you can in Skyrim. Um, really curious to see if you can do that. That'd be so awesome to turn around with like dual like 10 millimeter SMGs. I don't know about dual wielding. I don't know. Come that's, on, don't uh, you want it? Broken a lot of games. <laughs> that's true. I mean, the SMGs in that game are really powerful. So running with two of them, it would just eat everything away. I'd like to point out something they're saying in the chat room, Rick. Sure. Um, they said that when you uh, have that first encounter with Codsworth, the yellow one of the yeah, there's a yellow conversation option. They mm -hmm. think that might be uh, an indication of being able to recruit him as a companion. Ah, yeah, we, we talked about that a little bit last night, but we weren't quite sure what that would mean. We I had assumed maybe, maybe it was, what? Yeah, you were thinking maybe karma? Mm-hmm, something to do with where your karma's at. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, and you were saying, <laughs> we have in our show notes, and <laughs> I, lo I love the way that you worded this, companion companions can be romanced regardless of player's gender. Uh, gender agenda bah. um and when you were explaining this to me you mentioned like preston garvey and the dog and i'm like wait wait a minute they announced that you could romance the dog <laughs> but we totally don't think you can and you were curious more so about the robot if mr handy right. could be mr handy oh oh with the puns rick <laughs> So, because the worst. Anyways, that's romance is a new thing to Fallout. Um, yeah. There's been you could have some you know short romantic encounters, mm -hmm. but not a romance. And th they made it sound more like it was kind of like the uh, kind of like in Bioware games uh, when your character in Mass Effect or Dragon Age can have a romance with one of their companions, or you can get married in Skyrim, or you can get married in Skyrim. Yeah, mm -hmm. I I'm pretty intrigued by this. Yes, me too. So. Yeah. Uh, the dog was based on this. I thought was pretty cool. The dog is based on River, a developer's dog, and they mocapped it by it frolic. Uh, it um, they mocapped the dog running around in a field, and um, I would have loved to have been there for that day. Just go outside and <laughs> let the dog run around in a golf ball suit. <laughs> so, so fun. I wonder if he like went after him or something. Um, so, and you can give him a lot of commands, and I thought this was cool. During the gameplay uh, at uh, QuakeCon, you give your dog a command to go loot a body while you go hack a computer. And that's going to be really awesome to, like, tell your companion, go do this or go guard this or cover me while I do X. Um, stuff that I – and I really hope that they make the interface a little bit better. I know that you mm -hmm. could somewhat do that with uh, – Skyrim, you could command your um, players to go lockpick something or whatnot, but I never used it because it was such a clunky interface. So I'm hoping that right. they, uh, I'm hoping that they would come up with some sort of like maybe a hot button that you hold and hit a button, you know, like you hold uh, a key and then you just point something and click and then they go do it. <laughs> Somebody in the chat room says, "Have the dog hack the computer." <laughs> it would be like that meme. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool that you can issue commands in that way. Um, leveling up has totally changed, and I'm excited for this. In the E3 gameplay, if you look at what the descriptor is for intelligence, 
intelligence, having a low or high intelligence affects how many experience points you earn because you don't mm -hmm. get skill points, you earn experience points. So if you have a high intelligence, you'll earn more experience, um, which some people may like that, some people may not. But that only makes sense with the perk system that they have set up now. So um, like we said before, it's going to be a perks tree based on your uh, special and bloody mess is confirmed. We can all sleep well tonight <laughs> knowing that we'll have that again. Um, and uh, you mentioned that it looked like a poster. Right. They said in the IGN live blog that uh, the perk tree looked like a poster and there were your special um, the letters special at the top and mm -hmm. beneath each was the perk tree. So, yeah. And, um, they also mentioned that they're going to be releasing a series of videos, uh, talking about the different letters of the S P whatever. Um, so I think they released the strength one. I don't, well, actually, I don't know if they released it, but they showed it at QuakeCon. Yeah. It wasn't up on YouTube before the show I checked. Um, okay. hopefully that will come out soon for the rest of us. Yes. So I'm excited to see what they have there. Um, they also talked about Lexington had been taken over by ghouls and the demo showed them fighting with raiders. And you said, and I'm going to school you on this, Shaleen, you said that we've seen other factions fight before. And I said, we have never seen it to the point where like you would be say in Springvale elementary and fallout three. And all of a sudden super mutants just come in and start lighting the place up too. And that's what seems like is going on in this uh, in this game demo where you're just fighting raiders and all of a sudden ghouls come out of nowhere. I don't know. I just think it's it's not that big of a big of a deal. It's not that new. But. I'm I, I'm looking forward to it, guys. I'm looking forward to sneaking through, sneaking up on up on a raider, and all of a sudden a ghoul attack party comes out of nowhere and starts slaughtering them. Changes that the was whole dynamic. Pretty much how I played through The Last of Us Left Behind, uh, that DLC for The Last of Us. Um, I would just sneak around uh, the corner and just throw a bottle at the at the men, and just watch the the clickers just take them out. And that would yeah, that was pretty much how I played that. So, if uh, if it works well in this, I'll be doing a lot of standing around while other people kill each other. In <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I work harder when you can work smarter. Exactly. You just level up your speech and your barter and you just sip tea while you're watching everybody else kill each other. It's going to be a fun way to play. Um, much like hearkening back to Fallout 1 when you put your intelligence on one and all you can do is respond in grunts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can still beat the game. Um, and a Corvega factory appeared in the demo. So that's pretty rad um maybe we can build a car rick maybe we can build a car and go on a road trip yeah with you preston garvey and our dog in a convertible corvega mm -hmm. um they brought back the exploding cars i am so excited for that <laughs> i cannot tell you how many times that helped me out in fallout 3 um what were some other things i was thinking of you mentioned that you saw a bike in the concept art and you had a very good point about bikes right why are there so few bikes in post-apocalyptic fiction? <laughs> the only story that I can really think of where people thought about, I don't know, riding a bike instead of walking was The Stand, and only one of those characters thought about using a bike. Um, why don't we see bicycles? Is it so hard to just ride the bike? It's, it's not like you're, you're out of fuel or you need to feed a horse. They're not noisy, so they're not attracting zombies. I, I just, there should be bicycles. I, I just, I, I'm picturing like, you know, some like 
lackey is like, sir, we're about to fire the nukes. And the commander's like, wait a minute. First, let's <laughs> steal all the bikes and then fire the nukes. Yes, sir. Exactly. Brilliant plan. Like a Dr. Evil kind of thing. They targeted all the red racer. <laughs> they like so destroyed the bikes first. <laughs> in like every post-apocalyptic game. <laughs> so you're right. there, And you never think of it um, until somebody brings it up. You're like, yeah, where where are all the bikes? And you mentioned, too, where are all the squirrels and iguanas that supply exactly. the squirrel stew and the uh, iguana bits? <laughs> I'm very suspicious of the meat in Fallout, you guys. I'm very suspicious. You spend so much time eating iguana bits and squirrel on a stick, but when have you ever seen an iguana or a squirrel? <laughs> in Fallout. What are you eating, you guys? Yes. Yeah. And there's my Fallout 3 character just munching away and then looking up at you going, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, have, have you seen? <laughs> do you know where you got that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, do you know where you got that? Uh, In a fridge that's been sitting for 200 years? <laughs> right. And you can pick them up off of, like, fires, random fires in the wilderness. Oh, look. This is... I'm just going to eat this squirrel on a stick that I found on the floor. Video games, you guys. Video games. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I like the chat room right now talking about rubble. And I'm thinking it would be amazing to see this high level lone wanderer biking around and just like catching his tire on like a rock and flying head over mm -hmm. tea kettle and just slamming onto a, a frag mine and boom into bits and pieces he goes, mm -hmm. <laughs> which would make for some great YouTube footage. Um, so yeah, that's kind of our wrap up for, um, you know, what was going on at QuakeCon this year and the E3 gameplay. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, um, that we noticed that we thought was really cool. Um, that, you know, Lions Brotherhood, uh, division is going to be there. Um, you know, the melee finishers, the bobblehead stand you can create. Um, mm -hmm. there's just so much that, you know, that we were thinking about a lot of John Hancock, uh, um, concept art. Right. So we were, we both, Shalene and I, are really hoping for more protector trons that think that they are uh, political figures. So, um, especially walking around with wee little wigs on. I loved Button's wig. I wore it through <laughs> most of of my Forrest Gump playthrough. So, I'm. I, did that give you any perks or specials or anything? Uh, yeah, I think it gives you plus one intelligence and plus. 10 or 10 speech, maybe? It gives you a nice. ton of speech, and I think maybe a little barter. Nice. So um, we had um, we uh, yeah, so we had a few emails that we're going to get into now, and um, we're going to go ahead and get with our first one. Why don't you uh, go ahead and take care of that? Sure. Uh, Luke wrote us. He says, hello, Fallout OTR. Hello, I Luke. found your show. <laughs> I found your show whilst browsing through iTunes and fell in love with it. I would like to pose a theory about Fallout 4. Um, in this game footage of the Pip-Boy, it seems to lack a tab called Skills, which is, I'm sorry, was an important part of Fallout. After I figured this out, it got me thinking, what if you level up your special? It sounds stupid at first, I know, but there is more evidence to prove this. When you first start up the game, you choose your special, you get 21 points to give all of your special, which all have a base of one, and if you spread these out evenly among your special, you get four on each one instead of five. But wait, there's more. In the Fallout Shelter app, you can level up your dwellers like you may be able to in Fallout 4. I hope you put this theory on the show. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, the reason we had that is because he's totally right. And I think, when did we get that email? We got that like 
episode a long time one. ago. Yeah. This is yeah, this was one of our earlier emails. So Luke called it a long time ago. And and I'm sure a lot of people did, especially with it being on the creation engine. But um and we also picked this because I mean I can I'm gonna speak for Shaleen too, that I think we're both really looking forward to this setup. Mm-hmm. Um we can just do whatever you want and you have, you know, that total freedom. So um we got another email, uh Matthew. Uh, he writes, firstly, love the show. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, although I listen to the podcast on iTunes uh, version when I'm on the train, I'm finding the talk on gameplay very cool and interesting. Uh, I do have a point on where you're talking about the Statesman Hotel and the room with the holotape. And I um, I talked about in the past episode, I think the right. episode one or two, I can't remember, um, where you find this holotape in the Statesman Hotel as you're going through Riley, you know, trying to find Riley's Rangers. Anyway, he said the holotape was produced by Sydney's father, uh, and that and Moonbeam refers to Sydney. And for those of you who may not know, Sydney is the chick you find in the Stealing Independence class. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I was totally blanking on that. Um, so uh, yeah, so Moonbeam refers to Sydney. Uh, she, men- she mentions her father in some of the dialogue as you're undertaking the quest with her to retrieve some items. If you give her the hollow tape slash mention it to her, she'll give you the ultimate, the ultra 10 millimeter submachine gun. I like Sydney in that her motive was simply to get the job done and she had no ulterior motives or the like. However, speaking of Sydney brings up a good question I wanted to ask. Do you think we'll see any characters from Fallout 3 appear in Fallout 4? And, um, I... And like we mentioned before, I really do think we will. I think we're going to see Dr. Lee um, pop her head in somewhere around the show. Um, and I think that'd be a nice little trip back to, uh, you know, back to Fallout 3. And I want to mention something here. Stealing stealing Independence uh, quest. I always thought that you had to kill Sydney to get her submachine gun. And I always killed Sydney to get her submachine gun. I never, yeah. So I feel really bad now that I could just say, "Hey, I found a hollow tape," and she's like, "Oh, here, I have my gun," and no exchange of fire was ever needed. So, sorry, Sydney, shan't do it again. So, yeah. So, thank you, Matthew, for writing uh, writing with that. Um, so, some final thoughts. We talked about a lot uh, tonight, Shaleen. What are you? What's some? Well, um, final thoughts. I was thinking about romancing the companions again. And that seems a little funny with the story to me, because it may be 200 years later, but for your character who's waking up after 200 years, it's only been like a day since you lost your wife and baby. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's that's a little weird that you're like, oh, hey, you know, how you doing, Preston Garvey? <laughs> Looking good in that hat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we'll have to see that's how they write it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it might be really interesting to see how all that fits together and plays out and when you're actually able to get a companion on board with you. So for my final thoughts, I am really looking forward to the melee finishers um, and I am really looking forward to that leveling system. I uh, I can't tell you how many times I got so upset when I would use my uh, you know Chinese assault rifle and then run out of ammo and the only thing I have is a minigun, which you'd think the idea translates between the two, but no, my minigun does less damage than my Chinese assault rifle, uh, because I'm not good at big guns and I can't fire worth crap. And, uh, so I'm really looking forward to being able to pick up whatever's near me and use it and be somewhat efficient with it or grow to be efficient with it. 
that's that that's totally something I'm I'm looking forward to. So, um, but yeah, so that's my final thoughts, and uh, I want to let everyone know where they can reach out to us and chat with us and follow us. Uh, you can tweet uh, at us here on Fallout Off the Record at Fallout OTR on Twitter. You can tweet at me at Rick McVick, as you can see right above my head there, and you can tweet at Shaleen at Shaleen L on Twitter as well. And um, cool little thing to see some behind the scenes stuff or maybe some special giveaways in the future or just some whatever's happenings. You can follow me on Periscope at Rick McVick. Um, you can also email us at falloutotr at gmail.com. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you very much. Please subscribe and uh, leave us a comment on there or review. Speaking of reviews, you can check us out on iTunes and Stitchers. Please leave us a review. It means a lot to us. Um, I want to mention a few five-star reviewers that we have. Uh, I don't even know where to begin how to pronounce these things. A7 <laughs> Expose, Gru Aragnes, Ghost Agent K, thank you for the easy one, <laughs> Stewie's Good Twin, hmm, uh, Boog Baggins, Bernie 408, uh, Benny 408, and uh, some reviews on the Canadian side. Thank you very much. Corey Nash and Dovaman, who I've been seeing in the chat room, thank you very much for giving us five-star reviews. It means a heck of a lot to us. Uh, so, so very much. Um, please check out the other great QGN shows streaming live on Twitch, uh, also available on iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher Radio. Those shows are... Uh, include but not limited to Elder Scrolls Off the Record, Dragon Age Off the Record, Classic Elder Scrolls, D-O-T-A, which I'm not even sure what that game Dota. is. Dota. I don't know what Dota Dota too. Dota. Defense of the Ancients. Ah. Dota it's a, it's a MOBA. A MOBA? It's a, yeah. Tons of people play Dota. How have you never heard of Dota? Because I've never heard of MOBA. Really? You've never heard of MOBA? No. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, okay. We we, we get We're going to talk about this after the show. Yeah. So, D, uh, you, Dota, should, you should listen to Dota Off the Record and learn about MOBAs. Okay, fine, I will. Um, Dota Off the Record, Mortal Online Podcast, Rift Reforge, and Warcraft Off the Record. They also sometimes do special um, special streams. I know Avarwin from Elder Scrolls did a eight-hour-long stream of the uh, Elder Scrolls anthology, which was a lot of fun to watch for the first three. Um, just because I had to go to sleep, I would have watched the whole thing. Um, so yes, thank you so much for listening uh, to episode three of Fallout Off the Record. Um, join us next week because we're going to be talking about a really awesome mod and Maria. So, which we'll explain more if you don't already know what that is. So thank you so much for watching. Have a wonderful evening. Try not to die.